Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. Hey everybody, let's talk about three critical hires that you are going to be making in your business at some point during your GovCon journey. The first one I want to talk about is probably, I would say this is the the most talked about, the most asked about one that I get, and that is some sort of BD sales support. Now, a lot of people ask me, hey, can I outsource this? And the answer is yes, but I typically don't recommend it. Uh, you know, it's It's a very hard job for people to do on an outsourced basis. If you think about the complexities of the compensation plan, the amount of time it takes, sales is not a part-time job. It really is a full-time job. And I never like it when I hear people say, oh, there's a retired general, there's a retired whatever, and they want to charge me $10,000, $25,000 a month, and they're going to open some doors. That doesn't sound like BD sales support. That sounds like a hired gun who's going to talk to some lobbyists or some other things. You know, let's dig into that. I, I don't like those situations. What you typically need is somebody who is dedicated on your team to working with you. And you just don't typically get that outsourced. Now, you can in certain situations, but they really need to get to know your team. Like we have one of our coaches on the team that does some BD support for our clients. So like, Mike, you're, you're saying don't do this and you guys do it. Just listen to how I say it. So this person will only do that after they've coached them for three to five months. And even then, it's in a very limited support role. So it's a very defined role. And so we we don't do full-blown BD sales support or anything like that. And again, I don't recommend it. We don't do it. So when you're looking at this position, you typically want to look for people that already have a job. 
that's number one. You want to look for people who already have a job, they're doing well, they're probably not even looking to leave where they are, but you're going to lure them away. That's probably how you're going to get those people. You know, the best salespeople typically don't do a lot of job hopping, but they're pretty happy and they're not always looking because people are always recruiting them. And so you're going to have to pay a lot of money for those folks. But this is a role that we want to keep internally. There's some documents in Federal Access. If you're a member, you can go and look at some questions to ask them and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to spend too much time on this episode with it. But the main thing here that a lot of people struggle with is when. When do I hire the BD sales support person? This is by far the number one question I get. And here's how I look at that. Number one, you need to actually have an established process for going after your clients. So guess what that means? You need to have identified who your top clients are. You need to have a process in place for how you reach out to them, how you position with them, how you communicate your value with them. You need to have a steady stream of opportunities already in your pipeline because you don't want this person to start from scratch, from ground zero. They need to build on your system and take it to the next level. And a high achiever will do that. So they'll come in and see your system and you're doing a million in sales, you're doing 5 million in sales, and they'll take it to 10, you know, and then you'll bring another person on because now you have some uh, some experience managing people like this, and now you'll increase sales again and again and again and that sort of thing. So the, the best time to bring this person on is when you have an established system, you have a good idea of what you're doing, and they can take it and run. Now, if you're brand new to GovCon, If you're brand new to sales and you're really struggling with this, you probably need some training before you do it. You probably need a little bit of training. Now, I'm not saying you need to master the sales approach. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you need to understand what you need from your salesperson and build the foundations of your system. So if you don't have it, you still, you need to stop. You need to build that stuff and then hire the person because the worst thing you could do is hire them, pay them for six or eight months and then realize, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I hired the wrong person. Um, We really, now we need to start building our system. So you're six months in, you've paid all of that salary and now you realize you did the wrong thing. You you don't want that. So build your system, get a really good idea of how your company is going to operate when you bring them on, put away a little bit of salary for them, put away three to six months of salary because guess what? The other thing is, you need to expect that it's going to take them at a minimum three, if not six to nine months, maybe even 12 months before they start really producing for you. Because again, they're going to come in, start to get to know your company. And the the less information you have for them, the longer it's going to take. Um, and so we want to make sure they are set up for success. And so budget six months at a minimum of their salary to cover everything to at least get contracts flowing and commissions rolling in and that sort of thing. The other thing I, I, I recommend when it comes to the BD folks is I don't recommend these compensation packages where the the BD person starves with their salary. And I know a lot of people say, well, you got to keep them hungry and all that kind of stuff. The only thing that you're going to do if you make somebody starve on their salary is look for another job. It's just not smart. So don't do it. Don't do that. Don't have the salary where you're paying them pennies and they really have to starve and struggle, especially knowing it's going to take them three to six months before they start really reaping commissions. Now, I don't have a problem if in the first six to nine, maybe even 12 months, you have a higher salary and then going into year two, you lower the salary based on their their commissions 
increasing, but you need to have that built into the compensation plan. They need to know that going in that, hey, you understand it's going to take them some time to ramp up, but next year they should have ramped up. They should be making commissions and they should be really growing and outperforming that compensation package. That's what you really want out of them. And if they do that, they're going to more than make up for any of the, you know, the decrease in salary that happens in year two. So that's a common way to do it. It's a smart way to do it. And then you can decide going into year two of like, man, they're they're just knocking it out of the park. You know what? I'm not going to drop their salary 25,000 a year. I'm only going to drop it 10. Or you know what? They're going to keep the whole thing because they are knocking it out of the park. And I'm super proud of them. I'm just going to do that as a bonus. They're going to get to keep it. So that's a way to, to deal with that one. The next hire that I want to talk about is one that's also very, very important. And this is an assistant. And you can look at maybe the assistant needs to be first, maybe the BD person. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just what you need. So a lot of people that I talk to are trying to go with a virtual assistant. It's a good idea. Uh, I like that idea. The challenge that I see is they bring on an assistant and it's for five or 10 hours a week because they don't really even know what they need. And they they struggle to find the right assistant. And so you're, you almost need an assistant to go and interview assistants. Uh, you know, it, it's that much of a challenge. So an, an assistant should be somebody that you can hand projects to not just manage your, your calendar. And so I would rather pay somebody 40 or $50,000 a year who has some technical abilities that apply to my business. So like, it, let's say in, in our particular business here, we do the podcasting, we do book writing, we do uh, coaching, we, we do all kinds of things for our clients. We've got web design work, all those kind of things. So guess what type of assistant I need? I don't need somebody to manage my calendar. I don't. I use Calendly for that. Calendly is free or extremely low cost, even if you go with the highest tier in Calendly. I use Calendly to manage my calendar. When people want to meet with me, I send them the link, say, hey, pick a time, boom, it's done. I don't need an assistant for that. I need an assistant who can take things off my plate, who can go and run with certain things. They are tied at my hip. And if I need an update on the website, they can go do that. If I am struggling with getting podcast edited, they could go do that. If I'm struggling and I need help with a video or something, they can do that. And so sometimes this person can't be remote because maybe they need to take something physically off your plate versus virtually off your plate. So just look at what your needs are. And again, I prefer the type of assistant that can actually be hands-on to your business versus you know, somebody who's just doing calendar invites and uh, you know what I would call really, really light work. And so the, the person that's doing the light work, like managing your calendar, yet you may pay, if they're full-time, you know, you may pay that person $35,000, $40,000 a year, but they're not going to be that effective for you. It's again, you're you're paying somebody to manage your calendar and not to take a lot of weight off your shoulders. So I would rather pay a lot more money to somebody who actually has some technical skills um, and depending on what you do in your business can offload actual work that you are doing. That's the kind of assistant you need. So again, I'm not trying to downplay the virtual assistants, but typically what I see in a lot of these virtual assistants is somebody who manages a calendar and kind of helps run your day, but 
they're not really digging in and taking projects projects off your plate. So really take a look at that when you're hiring that assistant. That's another role where if you sit down and look at it and you say, well, when should I hire that person? Well, are you overwhelmed? If you're overwhelmed, then maybe you need to do that now. Maybe you need to scale it from quarter time to half time to full time, however you need to do it. And if you find the right person, maybe you just take them right to full time. And so that's a very important role that I think everybody needs to look at. All entrepreneurs need to understand when they are overloaded and what they need to offload all of those projects. The next person on here, and this is probably one that you're going to see as the company grows. So it's it's not going to be in the million dollar stage, maybe not even the $5 million stage, but somewhere in that eight to 10 million range, I recommend what I would call a general manager. Some people would call it a COO, but a general manager, somebody that can run the day-to-day of the business, because at some point you need to transition from running the day-to-day of the business to really focusing on the growth of the company. You're like, you need to be laser focused on the growth of the company. And typically as an owner, our biggest con- contribution to the business comes in the form of sales. And so really interacting with the sales business development side of the company and using your name, using the company name to actually build up more recognition, You know, branding yourself and the company as a subject matter expert in the market. There's all kinds of things that you can be doing to get more exposure for the company. Those all take a lot of time. So you need a general manager type person on the team who can run the day-to-day, who can make sure that your contracts are being managed properly, who can make sure that recruiting and hiring is happening happening efficiently. Somebody who can make sure you're delivering on all your promises to make sure customer support is in shape, to make sure the books are in line. They're working internally with every team member that you have. And are they managing some external things? Probably a little bit, but they're main function is the health of the organization, making sure that it is maintained, making sure that it's also growing and doing what it's supposed to, but they're juggling all the hats you used to have and they are just functioning in that zone 24-7. That allows you to go and focus on massive growth, maybe even acquisitions, all those sort of things so that you can really grow the company and take it to the next level. So three we talked about, BD sales support, an assistant, and a general manager. Those are all three critical hires that will take your company to the next level of your business. And there are three hires that you should not take lightly. You need to have a really good plan as you approach those. And they are very critical to go from one step to the next. So to get to the million dollar mark, you may need an assistant. To go from the one to the five, you may need BD support. To go from five to 10, you may need the general manager. It just depends on the type of business you have. But I guarantee you, each one of those will open up new levels of success in your business. Typically, the GM one is the one that I see allows companies to go from that eight to 10 million mark to 25, 30, 50 million. That's just a critical role for that one. So if you have questions about this or you wanna know more about when to hire these people or questions you might, maybe you should ask, please reach out. I love to have these kind of discussions because I think they are foundational to your growth and they're super, super critical that everybody has these conversations about their business. So with that, I will see you next time. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.